since he's laughing so hard, I think I'm going to say hello, everybody. Welcome to Panfish Nation. I am not Lyle. I am Mark, but Lyle's right here next to me. Look at this. I remembered which way to point. I'm pointing the opposite there direction. There you go. Those who live stream know I remembered. I had to think about it before I put my thumb up. We're glad to see each and every one. Yeah, I got to open up Chad's show. That was kind of fun. I find Lyle, I finally got back on that show. Sweet. I, I had to hijack it in order to do so. Well, you know, um, I'm quite sure it was an improvement. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm not going to say anything else because I could really make somebody feel bad. <laughs> you got to screw with them because if you don't, they're going to screw with you. He ain't over here yet, so he'll have to watch the re replay, which I doubt he ever does. He just well, said, he has to go to bed as soon as we're done. Yeah, well, he was saying he's gonna he's gonna play. Uh, He's going to be bad tomorrow because all the big wigs are gone from his work. Sweet. Oh, speak of the devil. Ah. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> there we got another set of eyeballs. So while uh, we were trying to figure out what to talk about tonight, and I came up with let's talk about gear because uh, there's a lot of gear out there, especially in panfish and crappie fishing and walleye and that. There's a heck of a lot more than in the catfish world. Would That's you agree? Right. I would. Uh, uh, and, and it's not like catfish. You There's a limited amount of stuff that you can do and use and uh, need realistically. But anytime that you're casting a lot, there's always a need for a lot more stuff. So that's, that's why there's such a need. And, and as many of the people know, James Dockery and I are more than happy to help you pick out stuff and order new products for your arsenal. I got the bags laying here within arm's reach to prove it, too. <laughs> Guys, we'll get on here and we'll, we'll be chatting away and I'll be like, hey, I need to have some help picking colors. Before I know it, I end up with all of them in my cart. It's only a few hundred dollars. Oh, it's not that much. I, I have those Chad Fields money moments every now and then. And then I got to make payments for two years where he can just pay cash. He's just I know. It's, it must be nice. Man has two boats. I'm telling you, two. One of them's a yacht. And the other one's a speedy little runabout. I got to say, though, I'm so excited about him getting that other one ready. I, I can't wait for him to get it out on the water because it's going to be so much bigger and more comfortable for him and D and, and he really wanted that now? boat. And was then that I thought he was going to, what's was that? Is that? that a fat joke against Chad? No, no, it's oh. not. It's just bigger. It's more comfortable. It, it just is. That's the way of life. But, um, you know, they get out on that. They're going to be a lot more, more comfortable and they still have the other boat for places. They got to pull long distances and stuff and they can use it, but, mm -hmm. He can, you know, that boat's big enough that if Chad wants to take a nap, he can take a nap. He can yeah. also put you and I on that boat too. Now he doesn't well, have an excuse. But what I was thinking, if if he if he fell asleep, he probably wouldn't have to worry about D kicking his ass out. <laughs> he has a better chance of not his gear not falling in the water either. It might just fall on the deck of that boat or throwing hers in the water. Gee, this is, that's even better. <laughs> it's an insurance policy. I'm <laughs> I just said that Josh has 22 boats. I think he might be right on that one. He might. Chad says, I could put Lyle on. I don't know about Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. After I bailed you out today while you were busy making all of that money at work. Oh, no. Actually, he was out to dinner with the bigwigs. 
I, I thought maybe he's on Chinese overtime. That's where you work all the time and don't get paid any extra for it. <laughs> wow. I've had jobs like that. I didn't care for them much. Uh, we used to call that Uncle Sam overtime because you do all the work and Uncle Sam takes all the money. Well, he's going to get his share regardless. So <laughs> you, you ain't kidding. Days of cash are over. That's Anyways, funny. what do you say we shout everybody out in the chat box, Lyle? Let's do that. All right, let me get my list loaded up here. I see the great Miss Annette Morgan. How you doing, Annette? Chad Nolte in the house. How you doing, Chad? Chris Everett. Crappie Day Fish on. Danny Stone Outdoors. What's up, Danny? Congratulations on the new job and starting it. David Martin. He said it's okay to have two boats because he yeah. just got another one. I haven't asked him what that story was. I'm going to have to ask him. There's Eric B. What's up, Eric? How you doing? Chadwick Fields to Water in the House. There's Jeremy Colvin from Finseeker TV. What's up, Jeremy? Uh, Freddy's Outdoor Adventures. What's up, Freddy? D, Sister D, what's going on? Get hooked on D fishing. Uh, we have It's All Mine in the House. How you doing, Michelle? James Alabao. Good to see you, James. How are you, sir? Kim Burnett in the house. LG Bass. What's up, LG? LG and Michelle are going to fish the couples tournament together. That's awesome. I ain't going to lie. I'm kind of jealous that Chad got them before I did on my show as a couple. But yeah. you know, all is fair in, in catfishing, I guess. I guess. And walleye fishing, apparently. Apparently. LG, just don't let Chad put any weights down into your mouth. <laughs> Paul Boyd from P&B Catfishing. How you doing? Uh, Parker Pursuits. Bank Angler of the Year. What's up, Parker? Real and Virtual Outdoors. What's up, Troy? Robin C. in the house. Robin C. says we're always late. I want to let her know that. We let Chad finish his show before we start, and then on Mondays. It's a Catfish, Yep. I let Catfish Weekly finish their show, so it's usually by design. Usually by design. Just so you know, Robin, that's what happens here every week. Uh, Scott Swift in the house. Sandy over at Silver Fox Fishing. Ricky over at Solo Text Adventures. My buddy, the legend himself, Kenneth Powell from Takedown Catfishing. Team Snag and Whiskers. Dustin, how you doing? There's Kelly over at the Block Experience. I was on his show with him and, and Kevin, KB Angling on KB's channel. That was a lot of fun. The Weekend Angler in the house. What's up, Josh, aka Dockery Clone? Valerie Erwin. What's going on, Valerie? And did I miss anybody? Nope, but I'd like to thank Freddie for the $5 boot. We appreciate it, my man. Thank you so much. What? But, um, yep, we got a lot of folks in here tonight, and we are so happy to see them. We have 56 people. If you guys wouldn't mind, we'd love to have a thumbs up from you. If you haven't subscribed yet, we'd like that, too. And if you really like what we're doing, there's a join button down below where you can join and be a part of this. And I will tell you that there is some upcoming uh, giveaways that are going to be only members-only giveaways. So keep your eye out for that. And I might even fire up the stream and, and do a members-only live stream. Maybe tomorrow, maybe not. We'll see. What's up, Betty? Gene in the house. How you doing, Betty? Oh, tall Betty. Glad to see you in here. Hope Brandon's doing better. Worry about them guys all the time. Sent him a message the other day because I worry about them. That's kind of crazy, isn't it? But, you know, she is the she is one of the, the uh, online daughters. So Absolutely. One of the original. Yep. Crappie Day Fish On. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. 
he's continuing the super chat train. Thank you, my friend. Um, Joy Stewart. You know, I thought in during Chad's show they were calling uh, Creole the bus driver. And just so you guys know, I believe if I'm not mistaken, it was either it was Betty or D. I think it was Betty that gave him that nickname. Just so you guys have an idea. Yep, one of them. What happened there? Thank you, Crappy Day. Robin C, new member. Ooh. Awesome. Thank you. Look at that cute puppy in that icon, too. Oh, I got puppy fever. You got puppies. You got two of them. I got, yeah, and they were bad today. Was they? Yeah, they found electrical cords. Nice. No, it's not. Nice. You know how they can chew on them things and never get shocked amazes me. I don't know how they do. We had. My sister, when I, when we were a long time ago, when me and the wife, now cover your ears if you're wholesome, we're living in sin before we got married. Her sister had a cat that we watched. That cat used to chew on electrical cords all the friggin' time. And it got through one and, and the thing drooled for three days straight. <laughs> Her sister, I was like, what'd you do to my cat? Uh, I got a cat story I'll tell you off air sometime. <laughs> About electricity and cats. Let's Steve Ransom's got a, a streaming question. Actually, um, it's I like the five amp ones if you can find them. Two amp is usually enough to do it. And the big the bigger the the mod mod is milliamps per hour, I think that's what it stands for, the longer it's gonna last. I buy like the biggest ones I can find or want to spend the money on. So yeah. and a where one works where one charge on any battery is better for the battery but it takes a lot longer yeah that's the problem when you're running live um yeah you, you need you need to power that phone up these phones power are power right. when they're broadcasting video so yep because you can you know um fast charging anything if it does and sooner or later it will um wear down your battery you can buy another battery mm -hmm. it's not a big deal real-time catfishing Welcome, sir. We're What's so glad up? to have you in here. What's up, John Parker? John. Uh, let's see. We got Chucky Morgan just popped in here. How you doing? Scott Swift. Joey Stewart. We got 61 watching. Please hit that thumbs up while they're doing that loud. What do you say we start talking about gear? Let's do that. I know that you brought some in. I, I got some, it laying all over the place here, and it's going to go for me. Because I had some stuff going on. I didn't bring nothing in there. So. Well, let's start with the. Uh, I got the fish, though, behind me. That, that's all that counts. I think that's those are illegal to use as bait, though. Way, way to choose it. I don't know if I'd use it as bait or not, but they sure are pretty. I, I got, I'm sure that, that Roger uh, is the one that sent me that image to begin with of that. Uh, that's I believe you I believe that is correct. It's a gorgeous that. fish, and I asked him if I could use it for a backdrop. Was, you know, somebody sends you something like that. That's like Betty had a image up she took a picture of while they was out on the lake, mm -hmm. and I asked her if I could use it for a backdrop, and she allowed me to, and I put it up every once in a while. It's a gorgeous sunset. I don't, um, I don't take those pictures. I'm usually, if I'm out, I'm usually catching fish more than dockery, but I just haven't been able to get out for a while. I think our buddy James is feeling okay tonight because he's giving me the business like he usually does. So. Well, we're glad to see him in here. I know he's had some problems, so uh, hope everything's going well tonight. All right. Well, you know, let's you know, we'll we'll get more in depth on on rods, but I, I just wanted to talk about. 
All right, you got your ultralight. There's a plenty of different rods for every single method of fishing, uh, as far as uh, panfish goes. Uh, that's including crappie. Right. You got your ultralights. You got your fly rods. I don't happen to have any fly rods with me. Um, you got longer rods to use for vertical jigging. I use ten footers, by the way, just because my folks too big to have any bigger ones. <clears throat> I'd never get it in. Uh, stiffer rods for casting, some heavier baits and heavier jigs, or dragging baits along the bottom, things like that. Um, here I brought out hey, a couple jigs. of my favorites. I have jigs, thousands of them. <laughs> Here's a Fluger presidential. I like the XTs, they got limited edition ones, they got the nice handles. I, I, I'm not sure if they have an extra bearing on it or not, but they hold up pretty good. And this one I have on a Whisker Seeker Catfish and Carp Rod. This one has turned out to be a pretty good all-around rod. I use this everything from, like, bullheads, and I mainly use this for my uh, slip bobber rod now. It works surprisingly well. When I'm running slip bobber, I uh, – uh, you know our buddy – our buddy Caleb over at 903 Fishing – Mm -hmm. I use slip bobber method he does. I'm switching over slowly to braid as far as uh, a majority of my panfish stuff. But that just means that I tie leaders on. Um, as far as leader material goes, I've gravitated to fluorocarbon. Um, if I'm using a 10-pound braid, I'm using an 8-pound fluoro. I always use a lighter material leader than I do a mainline. Uh oh. No. Here's another rod that I use a heck of a lot. Here's another rod that I use a heck of a lot. Here, let me fix this camera here. This is an ACC crappie stick. I've heard people say things about them, whatever. These have not let me down. They're pretty darn good. A lot of people like those. They, they, they work well. I've had this one for a while. The reason why I like them, they're real light. Also, you can buy the tips for them when you break them, and I've broken quite a few of them. And the length on those are, they have a lot of different lengths for those. Yeah, this is a seven and a half. Uh, they have eight, go up to like 12 or 14? They have eight footers is another one for casting. They even have short ones for the kids. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they got into making ice rods, too. Um, they also have, you know, 10s, 11, 12s, and 13s, I believe. Um, there's a couple of other brands out there that I've been meaning to try. I just haven't needed to. Uh, it was like Outlaw and Denali. Those are a couple of the brands that, that I've been told by like SK and uh, Eric Massey to check out. So we're definitely going to do Eric that. Eric Massey's now using Ozarks, I believe, aren't you, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. Joe Buck says he's listening while folding clothes. And Croppyzilla says ACC is a good rod, plus Andy is a great guy. I'll take your word for that. Don't know him personally. And there's Troy with Real and Virtual Outdoors. He uses Berkeley Cherry Wood, five or six and a half foot medium action rod to jig with. He's got better hook sets with stiffer rods. I picked up uh, rods from. Uh uh walmart of all places i picked up a couple b&m 10 footers um which work really well and they're cheap like 23 bucks yeah you just vertical jigging you're just hanging off the side of the boat it helps when you got the sensitivity uh they're pretty darn sensitive because they're actually a graphite rod for that money believe it or not 
Yeah, uh, they're, they're light as heck. Uh, they got the split grips. They got the little touch to touch points on there to help you pick it up. And if you use braid with the uh, with uh, um, <clears throat> with a leader, a floral leader, you're gonna pick them up. So, um, I actually have Troy. I have a cherry wood. I used to use cherry woods years and years ago, and I was up to my brother's house and I took him a rod and give it to him. And we was out in his uh, garage and he had a cherry wood there that had the original uh, reel that came on it when he bought it as a combo. I said, what are you doing with that? He said, I don't use it anymore. And uh, he said, if you want, you can have it. So I brought it home and redone it. I completely restored that rod as close to a uh, factory as I could. And it sits in my garage and now I don't use it. <laughs> and Chad, the Vixen rods, um, I use some of their blanks for different things, but not for pan fish stuff because they won't sell me just the blanks. Uh, you have to buy finished rods. I don't want finished rods. I want the blanks because the way I build them is way better than what a factory does. Uh, because each a, a rod blank is like a person. Each rod is an individual and it's different from the one before the one after. And when you're in a factory doing thousands of them, you take the average of where the, the each guide should be and where the real seat and all that stuff should be, and they all get put on the same, whereas I do them individually and everyone's a little bit different than the one before the one after. So, But the Vexen blanks are pretty good blanks. I'll have to try one of them out. I forgot mm -hmm. that those are the ones that Chad uses. Mm -hmm. See, I've been looking at those Denali's and the casting one I've been looking at. They've been out of stock for a while, or at least the last time I checked Plus, B and M aren't uh, aren't bad at all. James Dockery recommended this uh, sharpshooter, which is a, a which is a dock shooter, and of course, it's going to show up backwards. But it's a really nice rod. It's really it's really light. It's balanced as heck with the reel on there. I mean, it also has the little touch points that B and M likes to put on there. I think there's a lot of them. You can keep a finger on there. I have a lot of real seats that have that where you can put your finger underneath there and touch the blank, but they only make real seats up to size 16. So for bigger blanks like bumping rod blanks, some of them you'll fit and some of them won't. Like I say, each rod's an individual. Well, that's why you guys use the split handled ones though, correct? That's correct. And here, Rob Cattle attest to this. Do not put a split handle rod in a rod holder. Never. I do it all the time. If you got a good blank, it won't hurt anything. Okay. Uh, I do it every day. Well, that, all we use anymore is graphite blanks, and almost all of them are split split blanks. We put them in rod holders all the time. I had I've had fish take them, turn them in a complete horseshoe underneath the boat, and never had an issue. Huh. You'll you'll more near if you use a good blank, you'll more near bend the rod holder than you will mess up the blank. It won't it won't scratch him or, or or put a nick in him at all. If it is, you ain't got enough finish on it. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> Just that simple. Or no finish. You know. Irvin, the paid tourist in the house. What's going on, Irvin? Glad How you to doing? See him, Maurice Kaysen. Yep. And there's Justin's fishing fetish. What's going on, Justin? Parker's fish uh, pursuits. Solo text adventures. And I want Chad to see this one right here. <laughs> Check out the, the the now what's this material made out of Lyle? Because you would know because you made this. Which one? one? The grip material is EVA foam. 
You be it's not Havilon. What's the difference? No, that's not Havilon. They don't make Havilon in in um, in the uh, camo yet. Nice uh, gunmetal gray type camo. I really like this. Decent, real nice reeds, real seat. Of course, I put one of them Flugers on there. Now, that's a that that's a Fuji, and that's basically the only graphite blank uh, real seat that I'll use. Um, it's the only one that I found that the nuts don't loosen up on eventually. They Once don't you tighten those down. They stay tightened down, and they don't ever break. Uh, and that's why I only use those. Um, they make other stuff, but if I don't use a, if I use a graphite real seat, and it's not a Fuji, I won't use it. I'll put aluminum one on, and I don't like using aluminum on small, mm -hmm. uh, on small rod blanks are too heavy. Chadwick. You see how mean he is to me? <laughs> I, and, and that was even before I got to say, look, my name's on this rod. It's kind of hard to see in this camera. Look. <laughs> oh, you're going to get me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I got a Kimbernet. Look, I even got Kimbernet hand ties tied on this one. Oh, hell yeah, man. That's awesome. Uh, I got a double. I call this my river. I'm not the first one to do this, and I probably won't be the last, but I like to call these river rigs when I'm fishing like the Wisconsin River and any current with the longer leader on the top one. Seems to work better. A little heavier jig on the bottom. This one will hold a, the rig up and down in the water. And this one will kind of the lighter weight one that you, you put up will float mm -hmm. back with the current. It works. Now what are you on that? About a foot mark? Yeah, this one about maybe close to yeah, be sixteen inches maybe. Okay, yeah, because I like them. I like them uh, anywhere from a foot to two foot. That way you got a you have a difference. Yeah, it depends. It depends on the depth of the water I'm I've fishing. I've seen guys do that, and they will only be four or five inches apart. And I'm thinking, hell, what? Why do that? Get them mm -hmm. apart, where you got a difference. Well, a lot. I know a lot of guys will do it because they want the smaller bait profile, but they want the weight to get it down there. I guess you can just put a split shot on there, but a lot of That's people. That's what I do if I want to get them down faster. But usually if I want to get them down faster, I'll put a heavier jig on. Well, you know what a lot of these live scope guys are finding out is that these fish are hitting the split shot. And if you have a fish hit a split shot, you're not hooking up. You're not. That's right. That's 100% correct. So Kempernet was... says I have B&M's hide, hide h and H rod and reels AC. C, Crappie Max, Jinko, Denali, and I currently fishing favorite Favorites. Rod. I have 13 and two 11 footers. I'm not going to, I can't, and, and I'll, before somebody asks, I'll just tell you, I don't build 13, 14 foot crappie rods. And the reason I don't is because I use only the best blanks money can buy to build on. If I'm going to spend my time building, it's going to be expensive. And those rod blanks and those links are extremely expensive for a custom builder versus a production rod company. And nobody will pay what it costs for me to build them. So I don't mess with them. Uh, uh, seven and a half, eight foot is long a crappie rod as I build. Most of them are seven and a half foot. Uh, but most of the people that I build them for were wanting six, seven, six and a half, seven, seven and a half foot rods. And uh, I'm more comfortable with that anyhow. And a lot of them are two-piece because they'll fit in their car. They don't, you know, everybody don't have a truck. But that's the reason I don't build the real long ones. It's not that I can't, but you would never afford to pay for the blank. So I just, you know, I just don't do them. Don't even look for them anymore. Uh, 
and to get a deal on them, I'd have to buy 500 and I'm probably not ever going to do that again. Yeah. Um, and, and there's a lot of companies out there. If you're, if you, if you're going to do vertical jigging off front of a boat or a back of a boat, however you do it and you need a longer rod, there's, there's plenty of choices. Absolutely. But I would like to have Kim Burnett in one of my rods. Well, there you go. You know what I mean? Yep. I have a I have a good idea exactly what you could probably send them, but we can. Talk I um, later. I had uh, I built I built the very first bumping rod for catfishing. Everybody was using musky rods, and they was breaking them right and left and mad. People come to me and ask me if I could build one that they wouldn't break all the time, and I started building bumping rods. Now everybody builds them, but I built one for Jeff Dodd. He called me up one day and he said, I, I would like to have one of your rod, bumping rods. I understand that they're just absolutely wonderful. And uh, I built him one and sent it to him. And even though he's sponsored by other companies, I know for a fact that he still uses that rod, uh, which is kind of cool. But, you know, that was a big deal to me. I don't, And then Bill Dance wanted one. And uh, that was another big deal to me. Um but yeah, I'd, I'd like to. I'd like to. I need to build one and send it to Kim because that'd be cool if if uh, somebody like him done it, used one. You can't do it to a sponsored guy. It's just you just can't do that for a sponsored guy. Simply, well, they'll take it and they'll use it, but not while they're. But they can't tell anybody about it yeah. because they're sponsored. You know, it, it does. Mm -hmm. And I don't do the sponsorships. I used to have a whole fleet of sponsored uh, fishermen, but. I don't anymore. Just I send them to a couple of guys that I thank the world of, and and uh, well, Kim would fit that description. You know, he's a great guy. Catches a lot of big fish too. He does. He, he needs. He needs. He needs one of my fly rods. That's what I was going to say, but I didn't want to mention it. <laughs> I'm sorry. We need to get back to where we's at. We're off. Yeah, yeah B and M's um, have been around forever. I've had B and M rods for a long time. I haven't had any H and H's like you were saying he uses. Uh, the ACC works all right. Like I said, I'm looking to get a Denali. Favorite rods have been around for a little while now. Uh, I kind of know the guys who's who started that whole deal. Um, I haven't had any of them. They won't. I haven't been able to. Well, I I, I don't need it. I got a two rod limit, and I only got two hands. Yeah. So I can only use them when I need them. And I fall in love with a lot of rods that I have already, so I tend to use them. So if I was to pick up a sponsorship mm -hmm. or something and I'd only accept one that, you know, that I liked, I wouldn't promote something I don't like. And yeah. I know everything I use, I'm happy with, or else I don't use it. So I, I have to say, when it comes to sponsorship, and I'll just put this out here, Cindy and I done the sponsorship for many years. We sponsored by a lot of different companies. And I turned down a lot more of them because I couldn't honestly believe in what they were selling. We we only took the ones that we believed in. We didn't take anything that we didn't. I turned down a lot of sponsorship deals in those days. And people say, well, what about this? What about that? I said, I, I just can't do it. And um, I would leave it at that. And, and everybody knew that there was something about it that I, I couldn't promote i just couldn't promote that product so um be careful if you do that because um if you have problems with something and the word gets out then you really in trouble yeah then you got somebody who's sore at you for speaking the truth and oh you absolutely and you got to be honest with it or, or you're the people that watch you don't 
believe you. Yeah, because if you if you say you use something that's you know better than bacon, which nothing kind of is. Sorry, everybody out there. Well, it's true though. Super Dave. What's up, Super Dave? How you doing? Uh, you'll, you'll, you you know, people depend on you. They trust you. That's why they watch you. So I try to be. That, that's exactly right. If they didn't trust you, they wouldn't be in there. That, that's a reason why I kind of don't chase sponsorships a lot because I really don't want to be put in that position. To be and uh, we didn't chase them. They come after us. And that's the, them's the ones that usually you can believe in. Mm -hmm. The ones that come after you. 60 people watching, 51 thumbs up. That's a close ratio right there. Thank you guys so very much. We appreciate it. Welcome, Sunfish for Fish. Glad to have you in chat with us tonight. I'm looking, yeah. at, looking at a lot of hand ties I got here, trying to remember. Oh, would you look at this? Speak of the man right there. Look at that, crappie stoppers. Crappie stoppers. Did you order a whole box of them? No, but I got a bunch of them from him in here. I, I got others I want to order. I'm going to order a couple more of these. Let's okay. We we talked rod and reel, right? And we were going to do this in some order. We'll come back to what I was just going to say. Um, fly rods. I couldn't tell you anything about Lyle. You'd know more about that than me. I have a couple of them in the in the shop in here right now. Um, fly rods are something that is more fun than the law should allow, almost. And you can catch a lot of fish on them. You're using flies that weigh almost nothing, but you can use small jigs with them too. I, I haven't recently because we're out of water. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we're so low on water around here, you got to go to the lakes to do anything. But um, somebody that wants to get started with a fly rod finds you an eight or an eight and a half foot five weight and get you a decent uh, fly reel and go out in your yard and practice uh, with a, a cheap tippet, one of four-pound test or something like that, and play in your yard and then go out to the creek or to a local lake and catch all the bluegill you can. You'll have a blast with it, and before you know it, you'll be able to cast it and roll cast it and do all kinds of stuff, and you'll have a great time doing it. They are so much fun. Uh, it's almost unbelievable. And that you can buy them inexpensive or you can spend thousands of dollars on fly rods. I mean, um, it's kind of like horse racing. It's the, it's a game of king for fishermen. And uh, the cost of them is whatever your wife will allow you to spend pretty much. <laughs> Which is the one reason why I've been kind of putting it off. But Dave over at Double Hook Angling sent me that reel. So I'm kind of. I'm in the game, Lyle. This yeah, is yeah, yeah. I mean, James Dockery <laughs> went to Walmart and bought one, and he's having a blast with it. It's not high dollar. And um, I would have sent him one to use, but he said no. He did he, in case he broke it. Or, yeah, he learned it first. I can't say I blame him. Yeah, I, I got that. But um, once, you, once you get to fly fishing, it's like so many other things we do. It's extremely addictive. And, you know, you'll have um, a thousand flies sitting around and you'll have four or five fly rods and reels and you'll want more and better. And um, I'm building that. I was planning on having it ready before we went to Wisconsin this year, but I didn't get it ready. But I have a nine weight that I'm going to take catch catfish. Next year. 
<laughs> Next year. I, I took ice rods this year, and I'm telling you, I had a blast with those. So, uh, yeah, next year I'll for sure take one. Yeah, and I, I need I, – I, That's right, 61 South Outdoors. One will not get it done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, long story. It was. So let's know what that's about. Um, yeah, rods are a lot of fun. All right. Now, what kind of line do you like to use, Lyle? Talk to me as far as uh, conventional gear. And I like to use four-pound monofilament. Um, I have some six, uh, and we're talking about the spinning rod stuff. Uh, <clears throat> I also like eight and ten-pound braid very much. Um, eight is a little hard to find around here. I have a big spool of ten, and I have it on several of mine. And I know people say, oh, the wind caused it to nod up. I've never had that issue. Never have had that issue. But um, I've had that issue with spider wire. I'm not going to lie. Well, spider wire, but I'm using 832 suffix. That's what I'm using, and I haven't had that problem yet. So. And I've told people about uh, the suffix before, and I'll tell them again. I don't know what they coat that with, but I know guys that say, oh, my gosh, braid is so... Uh, you touch anything with it, and it it don't happen with 832 stuff. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is that they coat that with, you can rub it on stuff a lot more. You're going to rub monofilament, and it won't break. Uh, eventually, anything will if you rub it on steel or rocks or stuff like that, especially small diameter stuff like we're talking about. But that coating on there is really, really good stuff. And uh, I have some four-pound and six-pound slime line. I like it a lot. The thing about slime line that I've noticed, and I use a lot of it for leader material, is it has a lot of stretch to it. A lot of stretch. I and think my a lot of my mono does for 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 that fact, which is why I'm switching over to braid. Well, the mono that that slime line has more stretch than anything I've ever seen. Really, it don't break. Here's a. I mean, it don't break. <laughs> I use the suffix. What is this? The superior, and I like the elite a little better. But this was on such a good deal. This is what, like a thirteen hundred and twenty foot. So you went shopping without Dockery. This was a while ago. I think I paid oh. like nine bucks. I think I paid like nine bucks for all of this. That's what a deal. So that wasn't bad. I had it. I like. I got two big, like three thousand foot or 3,000 yard spools of the superior in the garage that I use a lot of. But since I'm switching over to mono, I mean to braid, what I'm finding, at least in that 832, is the walleye guys snag it all up in the 10-pound, 12-pound range. I'm sure you're right. Now, well, here's another something on, on let's talk about for just a second, Mark, when we talk about line, uh, especially monofilament. Um, I like clear line, and I understand – especially in my area where the water is mostly kind of dingy or muddy that when you get down three or four feet, they can't see it. I, mm -hmm. I got that. But once in a while, the water on Lake Ozark and Truman gets pretty clear, like right now, because we haven't had any rain. I feel, now this is me, I feel the clear line mangles in with that clear water better than anything else and when they're looking for something or see something, they don't see the line. They see your jig, your fly, or whatever it is. If if you're that concerned about it, Lyle, what I would say is get you some floral. I like using um, 
uh, I think it's Seeger, not the Seeger floral. I'm sorry. Um, I the the floral I use it escapes me. I got it in my walleye bag, but floral carbon disappears in water, and in two inches of water, they won't see it. Oh wow, that's awesome! So learn to tie. Anybody listening, in chat, learn to tie an Albright knot. It's the easiest knot in the world to tie. You look at it at first and say it is. It it's not, but it is. Once you tie it, it's so, it's solid as heck. It also um, goes through the the eyes really simply. Um, since uh, Eric B showed me how to tie that when we were walleye fishing, I've tied nothing else on braid to braid braid to floral and mono to floral. Not that I've done that, but I would use it. It's a great knot to use. But if you're that concerned, I would definitely consider tying a, a, a leader on there. And you can tie, you know, a ten foot leader on there. It'll go back into your reel, no problem. It'll go through the eyes, no problem. <clears throat> that all bright knot and you'll be good to go yeah david martin says cigar and visa x fresh water floral carbon line says he loves six pounds it's tough and he trolls 20 pound for stripers very strong line i use p line that's the brand that i use P line, yeah that's good stuff very happy um, with Troy with real and virtual outdoors says bass pro carry six pound tight line high viz has no memory and he uses that on all the jig boats. Nice. Yeah. PA trapping and outdoors. Welcome. I also like lighter pound tests or less diameter because I can cast them a lot farther. Especially I do a lot of bank fishing for, for crappie in the spring. I need to get that bait way, way, way pretty far out there. We're actually really far out there. I use a weighted float for that, which you're not supposed to, but it works in this situation. I wonder if Dockery is watching, if he's in yet. I know he was fishing a little while ago uh, to see what kind of line that he uses because um, who catches more fish than him? Yeah, I'm, I'm not quite sure what he uses, if he uses high or clear or whatever. Here's the thing. I know that James uses a lot of really, really small jigs and a lot of really lightweight, teeny, tiny micro stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious to know. What kind of line he uses, what pound test. I'm guessing two to four pound, but I could be wrong about that. But when you're talking about 164th and 132nd ounce jig, you got to be using small diameter line to be able to cast at any distance at all. And I know which rod he uses a lot of the time, and it's really fast action. Um, and I know another guy that's going to be getting one here for long. Crap, Kane. Uh, yeah, Dave Lehman's going to get one too. Nice. Yeah, so it's a seven foot six one piece. James Dockery's are all two piece because they got to get it in the vehicle. They're taking Katie's car a lot because she does most of the driving. I wouldn't ride with him either. <laughs> but I know James casts a lot of his stuff and he catches a lot of fish. So David Martin looks like he likes closed face reels for long casting. Mm -hmm. Zepco, they've been around for a long time. Good stuff. Mm -hmm. That's a fact. PA Trapping and Outdoors says he likes spider wire. A lot of people love it. I um, used it, and then I started using um, Power Pro. Liked it, too. But uh, since I got the suffix, I can't. There's no going back, man. Yeah, that's I'm 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 even before you had mentioned it to me, I was using it for a yeah, while. It's good stuff. 
just worked out well. I had some was some guy that fishes uh major whatever MLB major league bass fishing, whatever it is. Ooh, uh, the big boys. He was, he was at uh um uh the the bass pro shops up here in Gurney, and I had bought my very first Abu Reel. I'm like, hey, what kind of line should I put on this? I want braid. He's like 832, you'll be happy. Yeah, that's with it. Yeah. And Dan, I'm welcome. What's going on, Danimal? How you doing? Yeah, absolutely. 832. Um, I tell you how Mark how I got a, I was looking for a, a big spool and I was up to Columbia to uh uh tombstone tackle and uh we was working doing some things together in those days and um he had a uh, four or five spools of what the hell do they call them? Um anyhow, they're the thirty six hundred yard spools that they sell to guys that fill reels for other people at base bigger than most people can buy mm -hmm. and he said i'll sell you one of these for x amount of dollars and i said yeah just put it on my thing it added to my my list of stuff i gotta get here and um it was a heck of a deal i'm still using on that i feel i don't know how many reels i put that on but uh 80 or 60 80 pound it's 80 pound and um i six eight i probably put it on 10 reels i don't know how much of it i got left quite a bit it's that was a lot, and um, man, it's good stuff. It's just, it's just great. And I started using it on lightweight stuff, and it's just as good there uh, as it is on the big stuff. Yeah, Jerry mentions he uses a Sunline fluorocarbon. I've heard of that brand on his ultralights. I kind of refrain, but this is my personal preference from using straight fluoro, except for one rod, and that's my salmon rod. Um, I either use straight fluoro on that or I well, actually not even, I use a cold polymer on that or I use a Berkeley fire wire. It casts probably the best out of all of them, but it's not the greatest. It's not the greatest abrasion resistance at all, but that's another story. Um, I find fluorocarbon to be a little stiff to fill a spool up with it. Yeah. Here's something I want to show. Use J braid this summer, still deciding on it. Patrick Corbin. Patrick, Patrick, thank you so much for being in our chat tonight. Contact me this week. Let's get you set up to have another show with us. Yeah, J-Braid is from Japan. They claim it's one of the best ones. I know a lot of guys here at Anglers International, which is like pretty much as high end of a bait shop as it gets in the area. Uh, they import a lot of the fancier good stuff, not from China, but stuff from Europe and stuff from Japan. And J Braid is something that they 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 recommend a lot. I just haven't had a chance to try it. Dan, I'm so sorry too. I haven't been feeling well most of this year, and we've had a lot of issues going on with other family members. And next time you're up here, we'll try to make that happen. Uh, I know I, I hate to hate to see you go without us getting together, but we'll get together next trip. <clears throat> Everybody, well, my point is everybody has their favorites of what they like and, and what works for them. Hello, Chrissy Brown. How you doing? And if it works for you, keep using it. All we do is come up here and share what, what works for us. That's exactly right. And Abbott, everyone's different. Depends on what you want, what length, what weight. And right now, prices on stuff that I buy for building, prices change nearly daily. So I hardly ever quote anybody until... I know that they're serious about it, and then I go in there because I can quote you something, and in a week from now, the, the price will be $10, $20 difference because everything's going up daily because of the shipping cost and where it has to come from. So um, 
to lock it in, you have to lock it in. Other than that, I, there's nothing I can do, but I need to know more about what you're looking for. But there'll be a, a, a fly rod for me is a minimum of 200. That'd be the least amount it'd be. <clears throat> like I say, I won't use the cheap blanks to build on it. Just won't do it. You won't put your name on it, and I can't no, say blame you. No, no. Cold Creek Catfishing. Billy, welcome. Danny Stone, how you doing, bud? Um, Did all somebody right. say Danny was getting another job? Oh, he got another job. He. Uh, how can you do that when you're 900 years old? <laughs> <laughs> Danny, you had to know that was coming. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my. I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> Okay, Evan, we'll talk. <laughs> mm. All right, so we got the line done, and we're, I was kind of closing it up on the line. Is whatever works for you, whatever works best. That's right. I just kind of like sharing my experience while <laughs> likes doing the same thing. <laughs> I saw that. I'm not going to highlight that. I will. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Surprise, surprise, Danny. I got one coming up here in a few weeks. So. <laughs> mm. Uh, so as far as like terminal tackle to be honest with you unless i'm throwing a uh like a spinning spinning bait or or a um a crank bait i'll i'll use a i'll use a leader and i'll put a, a ball bearing swivel in between like the smallest one i can get through um reason why i don't like i don't like using them unless i absolutely have to is because i'd like to get my line a little closer to the first rod eye and if i'm going to break uh uh, leader material the less times i gotta retie the the happier i am so do you notice any difference in weight for casting with that um swivel on there no i use the tiny ones i don't even couldn't even tell you what number they are they use the real little ones the small okay. well if you come up with that number <clears throat> i probably would order me some that way i know could try them to see if i like them because i was always been afraid that they would add too much weight and every whatever I was using would be sinking too fast. Now, well, when, when I'm using them, it's with them little mini crankbaits. I'm using them with inline spinners, things like that. Not so much jigs. With jigs, all the weight, uh, you, you you don't need to worry about line twist as much with a, a jig head, whether it's tied on. Well, they do spin sometimes, but they'll unspin once they're sitting there for a while and once you move them. But it's not like a rattle, a little mini crankbaits. It's not like a spinner, a inline spinning reel. Those are where I probably the only places I use them. So, how many of those little lures did you buy the other day? Well, I got the box right here. Let's take a look live. Let's, yeah, let's see them. <laughs> Alvin Lewis, welcome. I don't know. What do I got here? I got, this is the big box. This isn't even a little one. <laughs> I haven't put the all of them in there, but I got what? I got like 10 or I got, I think I got like 16 in here. But when I say little crankbaits, I'm looking at these little ones. Let me pull one out. James Dockery come down to visit me that day when we was doing a show, Mark, you remember. Mm -hmm. And he brought me some of them and forgot to bring them over that night. So the next morning when they left, he tied them onto the door handle of my truck. And what I do go to Walmart and buy about twice that many more. Haven't used any of them yet. <laughs> I've used a few of these. I got too many colors. Thanks to you two to have used them all yet. 
Patrick Corcoran says small barrel swivels, probably size 10 or 12. You might be right. I'm thinking maybe even an eight, but that's a really cool paint scheme. It doesn't justice on the camera. Now, but is that painted or do they? I wonder if they use this it. Is an These are Archies. These aren't the wow. expensive ones. I could replace the hooks. They're probably cheap hooks, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to leave it because. Archie uses pretty good stuff. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with it. And then, you know, I got a couple of these other, um, like these Rapalas, these smaller ones. That's when I'll use a swivel on those. Well, you, you got the $8 and $10 ones. Yeah, no, yeah. Thank God that Farming Fleet sells them for pretty cheap. You should have seen my bill when I just bought a bunch of. I hooks. wish I could have. <laughs> You'd have to drive out here and go with me over to Farming Fleet. Oh, I'd love to. <laughs> but to be honest, which I use, I use jigs. I use the hand ties that I get from, you know, that I tie myself, or I get from you, or from Eric, or from obviously from Kim. The like, you know, obviously these, and I'm only bringing these out because the ones at the top are the ones. These are probably. Where are they? These are probably the favorite ones that I've gotten from him. So wait. yeah, they look good. First ones, these pink ones with the shiny flash bodies are nice. Is I've probably got all of them. That a shiny honey like Chad talks about all the time? No. Oh, okay. Chad. David Martin says the best thing I found for line twists is to take your reels inside when you get home and run hot water over the line on the spool. It will all be gone next time. They say to do that before you, uh, or before you put it on your reel initially, and it'll help. I've idea. tried that. I don't believe it. Okay. I don't believe that helps. Jerry Parker says Fire Tiger is one of his favorite crankbaits. Well, I know some other people that like that, and I tie up some Fire Tiger uh, jigs, and they work really well so far year round. So. I got. I also got these from. Uh, Shama lures, these are pretty nice here. I like these a lot. Yeah, too. he does some good work too. I killed the the white bass on these mop mop jigs. These are pretty nice. They got like a little microfiber on the end. Yep. You can see this one's all beat to, to death. They work but, really well. His stuff works really good for skipjacks. I, I use these vertical spoons quite a bit too, to be honest with you, especially for perch. These little ones, they're more weight than anything with the long shank Aberdeen type hook on them, but they, they work well. And then like last but not least, I like paddle tails for crappie. What what, what kind of tails? Paddle tails. Oh, paddle tails. I'm sorry. I like them, but I don't have my plastics out here as of yet, but I could pull all of them out. I probably got a few boxes of stuff I could bring out. Yeah. That's for them. another time. I'd be all night. You want to see some of Lyle's work? Check out what what's the name of the Facebook page? Panfish Nation Jigs and Flies. Jigs and flies. Okay. I and this one now, this is the worst that. box I have. These are all ones that I've tied. They're not very good, but they work. Oh, I the one. Do they catch fish? They have. I haven't they used them. Perfect. Much, but they have. <laughs> if they catch fish, they are perfect. But yeah, I even managed to tie a couple with marabou. I was kind of surprised at that, but they work pretty well. I told you what marabou comes from the other night, didn't I? Uh, you did. Why don't you tell the people in a chat? It comes from a turkey's butt. <laughs> That's where it comes from. It's the feathers off the turkey's butt. Also known as Chadwick Fields. <laughs> I did not say that. I did. But yeah, they that there's that's where they come from. Uh, I read that 
on a post. Some guy was talking about where all the different feathers come from on chickens and turkeys and stuff like that. Um, I knew about neck hackles and strung hackles and stuff like that, but I did not know that that's where marabou come from. And uh, it was a big conversation piece in that article. So I, somehow it stuck with me. I got some of these. All right. Let, let me talk about some plastics. I love plastics. Um, these are from uh, Jason over at Croppyzilla. These I've become a real big fan of. Oh, yeah. I got some of them. There in this color. Those eyes. I don't know if they catch more fish. They probably do, but they sure as heck catch me. I think this is the America one, which is like red, white, and blue flake and almost like a little paddle tail. Kind of like these? Yeah, those. I got a whole bunch of his stuff. They're I got bought really a few good. bags from him. I got some willow tails from him. That's good stuff. That's Bobby good. Garland. You can't go wrong with Bobby Garland. Bobby Garland is a production company name, but the stuff is good and it's high quality. Yeah, yeah. you can't go wrong with it. But I'm also I going pretty partial to this color, which is a monkey milk glow. Mm -hmm. They actually glow in the dark. I wonder if they'll see if I can get a charge on them. They glow I, say, dark. I am a lot more um, comfortable using Croppyzilla and Little Miss Bacon Baits and things like that than I am some of the production company stuff. I think the quality is higher and a lot different variety of colors than what you can buy in a box store. Now, here's a, Charlie Brewer's another brand. Oh, that look I at this, Mark. I saw that. I was I've trying got to ten more different molds coming in any day. Can't wait for that. I was hoping everybody but you saw that because you're going to talk me into buying a bunch. <laughs> I have to have some Charlie Brewer, also known as Slider uh, Company. Absolutely. Uh, they make these paddle tails, and this color is called Mardi Gras, which they discontinued. I got like four bags that I'm holding on pretty tight. This works pretty good. It's got like a bunch of different colors. It's actually a clear jig with a lot, a lot of flake in it. Now, how small do they make those? This is two and one eighth inch. Two and one eighth. So don't, uh... two and an eighth. It works great on a 16th ounce jig. Okay. 30, works great. Um, and then here's the same one in a monkey's milk. How you like this color? I like this color. It's that motor oil, also known as green pumpkin. They work good for me. That's more of a natural color, correct? Yeah, pretty much. It looks it's like Nightcrawler. That's yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I don't know where they got the name Green Pumpkin from because it doesn't look like a pumpkin, it looks like a nightcrawler. So. Yeah, it's one of them guys that makes a lot of money probably come up with that. You know, some of them uh uh Whatever. Some of them call it motor oil. I think that's probably closer to the, what it is. Yeah. Um, when I'm downsizing, I do like brush pile. The good folks at brush pile sent me these little stingers. Hold it up. An inch and a half. Oh, okay. Yeah. The I straight tail ones. Those work pretty inch well. An inch and a half would be okay. <clears throat> these, is, what do you think? Let me ask you a question, Mark. When we're talking about size here, you said that other one was two and a half, and that's an inch and a half. Two and an eighth. Two and an eighth was the other two one. Eight. Okay. Now, do you use smaller sizes in the wintertime or in fall, or do you stay? Oh, yeah. Okay. I use I use ice plastics, which are like a half inch, and they're just pretty much wedges, or they're little. They got little uh, uh, like ball ends with just a tail. They're tiny. 
And I'll yeah. use those on those macula jigs that that I just ordered, which are awesome. And I'm gonna have uh, I'm gonna have Casey on my show in two weeks. You guys need to check that out. The guy's great guest, um, and he builds some pretty some pretty bad, yeah he bad, does bad stuff. Patrick Corcoran says hard to come up with all those names. <laughs> yeah, you got a point, Patrick. It is. Uh, I got uh, also um, my buddy. Uh, Jake over at Jigging with Jake sent me these. It's his dark bait kit that he picked out the colors for for brush pile. These work pretty good. Well, you know what's funny though? Now I don't think Jake's watching, but these work just as good in clear water as they do in dark, to be honest with you. We had Jake on our show. Yeah, we did. Had him on my channel a couple times. Jake's a good dude. I think he's back in the game. He took a break for a little while. But as far as like my go-to color, this one right here, the chartreuse and the disco gold. That's a chartreuse yellow, not chartreuse green, right? That, yeah, this well, well, it's hard to say on camera. That's why I asked. It's like halfway between, Lyle. Okay, it's like halfway between, but that works really good when I got a hard bite. I'll uh, I'll uh, slow that one down. I'll I've never gotten a bite on that jig while it's stationary for some reason. Really? I start moving them, they start killing it. Wow. So that that's kind of a lot of my uh, what is there some oh. And we cannot forget one of my favorites. When you said downsize, this is the first thing that came to go. A Berkeley gulps one inches. Let me ask you a question about that. I go to these Walmart stores around here because I can't really get along going to Bass Pro. They put that gulp stuff down on the very bottom shelf where you can't see it, can't bend over to get it without hurting your back. How in the hell are you supposed to buy that stuff? You get some young kid that's in the fishing aisle with you and say, excuse me, Sonny, pretend like you're old and feeble. And have you <laughs> grab you. <laughs> I'm thinking I go to Bass Pro. They probably got a bigger selection and I can get over eye level. Man. I, 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 you never know. I know at Farm and Fleet, they're right at, they're, they're up there. They have a whole rack with all their uh, power baits on there, all the Berkeley Gulp stuff. They even make grubs that work well. They make phony night crawlers that work well. Cool. I got, um, uh, what do they call nymphs from them? I think they're nymphs. They look like those stingers, but they're smaller. They're tiny, tiny, tiny. I was going to use that for ice fishing more than summer fishing. I was going to let you read this, but I'll go ahead and do it. Thanks, Mark. I just bought up a turkey's butt picture beside a picture of Chad. You have ruined my vision of Chad forever. <laughs> my job here is done, Lyle. <laughs> Matt wants to know where you got those crankbaits. I got he these crankbaits at uh, um, Walmart. They have a big selection of those at Walmart. And the bigger the Walmart, the I get those at Walmart, or did I get no? Those are the ones you and Dockery helped me order. I ordered them online, probably on Arkley.com. Um, maybe you got them from Fleet Farm. No, I didn't get those from Fleet Farm. Those were with you. I know we done some damage to your credit card on Fleet Farm one night. Yeah, that was like a seventy dollar bill that night. <laughs> well, that wasn't bad. I thought. <laughs> It's bad enough when you're already past your fishing boat for the month. Well, it's late at night. You know what happens late at night? Yeah, we know what's in that mug of yours, Lyle. <laughs> it's nothing but ice right now. Guerrero, welcome, buddy. What's up, Guerrero? Eric Pierce. Hey, Lyle, go through the pharmacy and grab a 
grabber for picking up things on the floor. I got one of those out of the garage. I keep one in the back of the truck for stuff that goes all the way to the front that I can't reach to. <laughs> Uh, I, I can bend over about once and my back hurts so bad. I got to go sit down. I just, it's just getting old is not a. You should have seen him in, in Mendota. He's full of malarkey. He's just looking for sympathy from you folks. It's not Don't true. It's not true. <laughs> he but, was out there working on his boat. It was so hot out. I brought him oh, on. Boom, but I was sitting in the seat doing it too. It brought him to life. All you need is a little cold beverage, and you're good to go. Well, that does make a big difference. It does. <laughs> so, is there anything else you want to? Oh, you know what? I was going to talk about stuff like uh, um, nets and that, but we're we're kind of running out of time. I love the Fraybill folding net for panfish and and crappie. I keep one in my boat. Uh, I did break one of the locks. It folds up in a little tight, tight little package. Uh, I did break one of the locks, but that was my fault. I'm a gorilla when it comes to gear when I'm in a hurry. Uh, if you you're take your time a little bit, they work real well. For panfish, um, I do like a net that has a long handle on it. Mm -hmm. Well, this one extends to about six feet, which is long enough for panfish. Yeah. Now, I've had this on before, but this is a nine-foot fly rod. Um, this is a three weight. Can't wait to try it out. I don't know if you can see the decal on it or not. Mm -hmm. I got it upside down. So it's, uh, nothing special on this cause I build it for myself. I try not to build anything too fancy for me because I end up selling them and then I still don't have one if they're really nice. So I just don't do, them. but that has a core can. A lot of, I've been doing some recently that has EVA foam and, um, uh, this is one that I built for me also. And this is an eight foot fly. Uh, it's hard to see. It's green, uh, five weight. And yeah, I got that from Matt. Um, really like that. And this one, this one is really good. Um, and I've got some more, but I can't get to them all tonight. But um, those work really well. And then I've got one. That in 1984, um, a guy built me that got me started in rod building. His name's Charlie Redding. He is undoubtedly the best rod builder in the world. He uh, lives at Bennett Springs, Missouri. He builds fly rods for trout fishermen up there. And in those days, that four-piece Fenwick built by him was $750. And he bought the parts, and I rebuilt a motor and transmission in his car for that fly rod. So, uh that's an honest to God story. What happened two weeks after he got in the car, he had it parked and somebody bumped it with their car and it rolled down a hill and hit a tree and totaled it. <laughs> but I still got the fly rod. <laughs> but uh, yeah, fly rod fishing is a lot of fun. Um, we've had Matt on, talked about that. We've had Kim Burnett on, talked about it. I've talked about it a lot. And um, okay, Kim. Um check and see what I got for blanks. I don't know anymore, but um, yeah, it's a, um, it's a lot of fun. It's very addictive. Um, and you can either tie your own flies or you can contact a, a, a tire like Kim or myself or, or Eric Massey or so many others, uh, or you can buy them at uh, different places, but bluegill love flies. 
They just do. It's just that simple. So do shiners. They're fun to catch with little flies. I've been catching them with the on a spinning reel with with tiny flies tied on the end. They're yep. kind of cool. Yep they are they all uh, they all get along good with it and and um, I've never broke a fly rod. I know guys that have, um, but when you're fishing with them, I don't. You'd have to. It'd have to be a tough fish to really tear one up because they're so forgiving. And um, the biggest thing you have to worry about is learn how to cast it. But the best thing to do is find somebody that's really good at it and have them instruct you for a few hours to keep you from getting that fly stuck in the back of your ear because that hurts. Man, I think, I, do people catch walleye on fly flies? They might get one up, but I'm pretty sure they're bottom fish. I don't know. I, I don't know why you wouldn't. I mean, you catch crappie on them. Yeah. I know. Bluegill is a lot of fun. A six and seven weight. It's not too big, but it's plenty heavy. Streamer for walleye? Yeah, I want to get into the pike game with the fly rod eventually. That would be fun. Yeah. Pike would be fun. i tell you what a lot of guys do is they catch carp on a fly rod. Can you imagine that? As hard as carp fight, I would think that's where you'd need your six, seven, eight weight, nine weight fly rods. For carp. You know, they catch tarpon on fly rods too, Lyle. Yeah, but they're they're heavy fly rods. <laughs> they're not what I'm building, I'll tell you that. But that would tarpon would be fun. I don't care what you was catching it on, but I probably wouldn't be um, I probably wouldn't be tarpon fishing with a fly rod. I'd probably have something else. I think I pretty much covered all the basics. Oh, I like scent. Last thing, I'm going to leave this on. I'm going to leave you guys with this. I like scent. It can't hurt. I've never put scent on anything, whether it's a crappie nibble or one of these uh, flea flies, crappie smacks, or a smelly jelly. I, I don't think it's ever hurt. So, Matt says, my river is shallow enough they will hit a fly, Mark. There you go. That, that makes sense. And Eric Pierce says, how would a leech pattern work for crappie? I believe it would work great. If there's I, leech in the water, leech is usually a money bait. I think you're right. David says, it's fun to catch fish on tackle too small. Play the drag and hang on and let the action of your rod do the work. You'll never have an issue. If you're using a lightweight mono, um, at least this is in my experience. Let's say I get like a two pound channel cat from crappie fishing. They will, they will mess up some mono. Make sure you cut that off at the yeah. end. <laughs> Danny Stone says, okay, now you got me wondering if I can catch skipjack on a fly rod. I'm quite sure you can. No mm -hmm. doubt in my mind. Kim says, I catch them on my leech flies all the time. There you go. The gospel spoken by the man himself. Met an old guy at the hotel today named Larry Lafferty that came down to fish fellows for musky. It was fun talking with him. That sounds kind of cool to you. Uh, Guerrero says, I've used black rabbit for leech-type jigs. That sounds like that would work really well. Really well. 
Got any closing statements tonight, Mark? Yeah, I ain't starting musky fishing. That'll cost you an arm and a leg. <laughs> That's your closing statement. That's my closing statement. All right, we got Wednesday night or Monday night after Catfish Weekly. I'm going to have Haz on my show. Haz is coming on. We're going to chat. <laughs> That'll be I, fun. I got, I got guests for the four, next four weeks, uh, so stay tuned. Make sure you're subbed to Catfish and Crappie here on YouTube. Set the bell notification. I appreciate having you. Uh, I want to thank everybody that helped me. I just reached 2,600 subs, uh, oh. which I'm pretty excited about. Uh, we're yeah. We're going to spend a lot of time this winter getting it on. And the last thing is hats are ordered. I'm trying to uh, get um, a supplier for some bait towels. I got some requests for some bait towels, Lyle, because the people that bought them got them. Um, a couple of prices that were returned to me, and there's no way I'm going to charge you guys what, what, what I would. Yeah, I had a guy price me some, too, and yeah. uh, you can't sell them for what. No. You'd have to sell them for nothing. And you can't do that by the time you pay shipping. Both yeah, I'm having a hard time there. trying to keep them around the $15 price point for sale, point of right. sale. We'll see where we're at. Uh, I think I might have them wheeled and deal down, so I'll get a few of those. Uh, no beanies as of yet, depending on how fast I sell this batch, but I got a bunch of hats going. I got a pretty long waiting list. So I'm also looking to get a better uh, um, credit card processor than uh, um, PayPal. I might go with PayPal. Oh. Oh, glad to hear you're getting more credit card stuff. That way, James and I can help you out with that. No, I'm talking about accepting. Oh, you want to call your credit card number? I'll take it, Lyle. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Buck, thank you so much, David. Thank you. Uh, glad you guys enjoyed the show tonight. Mark had a great idea with this one. I thought it worked out really good. It was a lot of fun for us to do this show. And don't forget to tune in Monday night to Catfish Weekly. And we'll be back here next week right after the bait shop with Chad and Freddie. So if you guys have any um, recommendations on subjects that you'd like us to talk about on Thursday nights, send us a message. We'd appreciate it. You can send it to us at Panfish Nation through Messenger, or you can email me uh, at lylepanfishnation.com, or just uh, send it to me on my private stuff. Um, yep. Anything that you want to talk about, whether it be gear or uh, rods or reels or types of different types of fish because let's face it there's hundreds of times of pan fish and we'll only scratch the surface so anything that you guys would like to hear about if we don't know we'll get a guest on here that does know so we can get you the stuff that you want to hear about just let us know anything else mark nope i'm good thank you everybody for watching absolutely we'll see you next thursday night right here on panfish nation <laughs>